this is a warning, this podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys, bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with Eric and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> and we're here for episode 85, <laughs> and we're just doing a paranormal potluck. Eric, what are yeah. you bringing? God damn it. <laughs> uh, you know what I've been craving lately? What? School chicken a la king. I don't even... I would want to bring a chicken a la king. I don't know what chicken a la king is. It's uh, kind of like the the pot pie filling, but um, it's just like on rice, you know, or oh, like okay. mashed potatoes. Yeah, that sounds. But good. that's just that that's me projecting out there because you know I've been wanting some of it. And just... Manifest that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna manifest. <laughs> I'm gonna make it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, what are you bringing? Funny enough, it's gonna coincide with my story. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I've been we've been dabbling with Korean barbecue, and I want me more Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah, we we've been buying the what is it the frozen ones and then also like the marinade. Oh Ooh. my god, there was one that was like spicy as fuck. I was like, how do we eat this? <laughs> it is like beyond like human consumption at some point. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like holding the chicken, trying to bite it at different angles and stuff. Just like, yeah, how do I consume this without scorching my lips? And then the sauce, uh, like got seeped in by the rice. So then the rice just oh, turned yeah. into like. Also Lava. spicy fire rice. <laughs> it was good. Little pellets of fire. Yeah. Pretty much. Anywho's, I'm sorry. Um, all right, so Wait, what are you what are you bringing? I don't know. Something with marshmallows in it. God damn it. <laughs> you, you can't do that. Yes, I can. One of those what with those green Oh, she's like the I green brought, salad I with the potato salad with raisins. <laughs> you know the green salad? Like it, it's I think it's pistachios with the it, I don't know. Ambrosia? There you go. yeah whatever anywho's um (laughs) all right welcome to the podcast (laughs) what are you bringing for the to the potluck listener (laughs) uh, napkins (laughs) (laughs) yeah no shit they're gonna be like not myself (laughs) i'm not going Mm -hmm. all right you you can find us on spotify (laughs) apple Podcasts, podbean and wherever else podcasts are heard you can send in your stories to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com and you can follow us on facebook and instagram both of those are let's chat paranormal um spooky updates i what i was just thinking like people that do put raisins are like fuck that guy (laughs) i've never seen anybody put raisins in but if you guys do i apologize um i'm pretty sure it's very lovely i think that's a myth he's walking it back anyways um (laughs) spooky updates do we have any i i do oh uh it's not my personal spooky update but i just want to warn humans that the the robot uprising is happening oh yeah i know for sure what movie did we see that was a terminator got y'all god Um, damn it what the fuck i'm talking about the the fucking robot that broke the kids fingers while playing chess what you didn't you didn't read about this no 
Yeah, there was this kid playing against a, an AI robotic arm playing chess and it fucking broke his fingers. How or what? What happened? Like, did it just malfunction? What? I don't it know. acted a fool. <laughs> wow, that's scary. It's all like sarcasm. <laughs> just grabbed his hands and broke his fingers. Oh, I'm editing um, that out. <laughs> what the fuck? See now, now whoever's listening gets that meme that you posted. <laughs> James Franco, first time. Huh? It's mainly for your dad. I was like, he's like, so much got taken out. And I was like, first time here. <laughs> there's there's weeks of editing out on uh-huh. this. Anyways, you should see my editing floor. It's just it's like two layers, three layers full of just edits. But in a multiverse, it's all raw, baby. The way I like it. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. I just saw this Salma Hayek post. God. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, sorry. I was going off topic. But... She's all, well, I, I was thinking. I'm like editing the... out that grunt and putting in like a yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking like in the multiverse, you know, one of me is out there with her canoodling and massaging them toes. Anyways. Mm. um, what, what, what did I see? Or what did we see that I was like, yeah, Terminator got y'all. I know it had to have been. It was something on TV that we were watching. But wasn't it like an '80s movie or something like that that I put on? I don't remember. The Giver. Well, no. I'll, well, I'll remember it later. Yeah. Anywho, spooky updates. I have none. What about you, Jesus? I do have a few. Okay. The uh, my first one. <laughs> Jesse reminds me of a Mexican Christopher Walken. Oh I do have. <laughs> yeah, I do a few. They don't like spooky activity. (laughs) That was was right there. I I don't like this spooky activity. I'm going to tell you something. No, we're not going to start impressions. Jesus Christ. Just give me a couple minutes. I can try to say it in a walk-in. So, uh... Jesus. I'm working... Get to your creepy updates, Jesus. I'm I'm getting there. Can you just... Let me talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so of course you guys know. Uh, if you don't, my job entails me traveling to uh, lengthy areas of San Antonio on the outskirts. And there's this one time that I was out in the middle of nowhere, and I happened to stumble into a road where there was a giant cornfield. I'm not talking about like a little bit. When it, literally, I could get out of my vehicle and do like a 360 spin, uh, Disney Princess style, and I see nothing but corn. So I think it's the coolest shit ever. And I get out and I start snapping pictures and I'm like, hey, here, Jen, check this out. I'm kicking corn over here. And what's <laughs> that behind me? Corn over there. Ha, ah, like corn for miles, baby. And like I started to hear like... And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because literally, like, there's nothing anywhere, you know, from for a good span of the eyesight. And I'm like, oh, fuck the dog, man. I'm like, oh, shit. He's, he's come f- for me. Yeah, he's fine. Like, hey, brother. <laughs> that's his, that's his, his voice. Well, know, like, for me, what? he's not like, hey, brother. <laughs> good roof. Yeah, he's like, oh, good, my God. good job out there, man. Uh, so you've been doing the lord's work yeah like i'm thinking he's gonna come out like all uh chris hemsworth like you know just buff and you know hairy but to my surprise it is a gang of e-girls yes oh god where's the button when i need it the (laughs) or goth girls whatever whatever age range i said goth girls but 
technically they're e-girls now and they're like what are you doing and i was like uh taking pictures <laughs> and in my head i'm like what the fuck are y'all doing here <laughs> like how did you get here like what like all these things are going to mind and they're like asking me like oh you know is that the van and i started to think to myself I was like oh my god they just came out out of like sacrificing someone and they're yeah, like yeah. murdering someone i'm like oh shit i was out there going get that old man so i'm I'm picturing like the meme where it's like i downloaded the wrong children of the corn <laughs> yeah it's, it's just yes. like that because i was like uh like they were just too it's too hot out there and they were like aesthetically like not oh so it's bright it's sunny the corn you know the the, the colors are vibrant i'm in a work outfit all working class like yeehawing it out there and like <laughs> these fucking goth girls going I'm like what i was like i, I my car my car flipped over <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> and this is death greeting me like welcome to heaven sir that, yeah that's the way my heaven would be yeah so yeah. i was like mm. and then i finally i'm like you know what i don't know they look young i was like this is very underage thing i was like you know what i'm getting out of here i was like this is like some <laughs> kind of weird shenanigans and i get in i take off well, and they're just staring at you while you're driving <laughs> yeah, away. So I'm like, <laughs> and behind their back is that fucking Bowie knife, knife yeah, that they were gonna get me with. They're like, "You think you'll come? You think you'll come back?" He's like, "He looked too stupid to come back." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like maybe like a few months later, like I I went to that same area. So happened to be I had a cross, and the cornfields were all gone. Like they were just trimmed down so Aww. you could see all over the place and i took <laughs> a video Jesse. of jen yeah and i was like look and she's like oh i was like eric's heart would have broken <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh man so yeah oh, that was that was my first one see uh, another day in the life of eric dead dead <laughs> right there just dead <laughs> it, it would have been some nudist dude coming down hey sir <laughs> No, this is not how it goes. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no! But in this other one, I was watching uh, Gerald's uh, Gerald's game. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's that uh, Stephen King, whatever thingy. Mm -hmm. Don't know anything about it. Never read any of the book. Nada. I went in it raw, like how we always do. <laughs> Boy, I like it. <laughs> She's on edit, edit, edit. <laughs> She's giving you that hundred miles there. Continue. I can't. I'm scared. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna turn your back on her all night. <laughs> you like to go in raw, do you? <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Stop my I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> You're just staring at me. Because I'm waiting for you to keep talking okay. about your story. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah, I was watching uh, Gerald's game and I know nothing about it. So it was really weird unfolding towards me. But there was this. So the lady's called Jessie. And I didn't take that into account at all. I was just like, oh, okay. Like it's just some chick named Jessie, whatever. But there was this one thing when I was younger that uh, one of the friends that I had would see, like, a moon man. And that's, like, part of the story. Okay. And, like, her nickname was Mouse. And it came out just that 
that was the nickname there. So it was like Mouse, <laughs> Moon Man, and Jesse. And like I heard it all in the same sentence. And I was like, this is fucking weird as fuck. Like it just flashed me back to like a very chilling part of like my uh, yeah. teenage years. I was like, and then it just got really traumatic. And the, the not my part, but as like the, the whole movie yeah. is pretty intense. Uh, I recommend a lot of trigger warnings. So if you're sensitive about stuff, you know, you should probably not watch it. But yeah, that was like one of my weird like little uh, what is it moments of realization or yeah, like uh, epiphanies. Epiphany, okay. Cool, very yeah. cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. freaking out, and I was like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> She's like, "What's, what's like?" Because you know, this like, was a reverse hyperventilating moment. Yeah, it's like, um, you know how you don't remember something, and then like for clearly since I was like 13, 12 years old, like I this memory was like completely like. Like gone back yeah like not not even like back it's gone like okay, okay. and then just those words and like the weird face and all the just it just boom like just came back like out of not nowhere and i was like holy shit i was like what the hell i'm scared <laughs> yeah and then june's all like ha. <laughs> you stay in that hole boy <laughs> oh my god see y'all y'all this is my sister's customer service voice yeah when we go off air it's get back in that hole <laughs> shit yeah. stay in that hole boy <laughs> i'm trying to figure out what we were watching that i was like so convinced but like oh we were talking no we didn't watch anything we were talking about y2k y2k so she didn't comprehend what y2k was because uh she was like what was y2k and i was like are you kidding me that was like one of the biggest scares for like our generation like we were were, and she's like did you think robots were gonna come out of and i was like no it was a a computer glitch that was gonna like crash the system yeah like public public works you know financial records data verse she's like the toasters were gonna come alive I was like, God. No. I was like, no, like, is this like a working man's like corporate people yeah, were panicking? The banks were gonna yeah. go down, the and stock like, market was gonna go down. On a switch, and it was gonna come out and kill people. <laughs> and I was like, no, you don't get it. Like, you're making this sound so much lamer than what it was. Anyways. Wow. See, what, what nobody knows is my sister can be savage when she wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. No sober for you, little boy. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, all right. Well, we're done with our creepy updates. <laughs> um, she's making the choking. Uh, no, the what is it? The finger across the throat to us. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. She puts a pillow over my face when she hits me so I don't go back home <laughs> don't with even bruises. See that. Oh my god, don't even show uh, so, so Eva can't see the bruises. Tell her you fell down. Oh, speaking of uh so this, this Friday, so this is gonna be oh, so this episode's gonna be on the nineteenth. So Eva's birthday is that upcoming week. So happy birthday, Eva! Right? He's off. She doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't listen. Happy birthday, Eva! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'll beat him extra hard for you right now. And and Mason, right? Uh, Why are you no. gonna beat that boy? No, which Don't one? beat him. <laughs> which one shares the birthday with her? Oh, okay. yeah, I have so many that you do. You I can't. literally do not She's remember. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember y'all. Like you, you... can't use the method of deduction just to, <laughs> to figure out. <laughs> no, I can't. 
Logan shares mine. Okay. And Caleb shares hers. Okay. She's and like, then, what are the other 20? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I have a bad memory. <laughs> Anyways. Well, happy birthday to them. Okay, and then... Oh, uh, God. Um, this is going to be airing... Or, well... The... She's like, hey, I got your kid a Coke. Uh, that's not one of ours. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have not gone to the Kings of Horror event yet. This is actually this week. Uh, so we'll, I guess the following episode, we'll be able to talk about it. Um, but anywho, September 3rd, we're going to be recording with stick, uh, at, at stickers and stars with finding the paranormal. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and then, so excited. um, September 17th, uh, is going to be the paranormal fest at Victoria's Black Swan Inn. And then, um, September 24th and 25th. At Rolling Oaks Mall will be MonsterCon where we will be set up. Um, I guess next month I'll start announcing any events we'll be doing in October because we have quite a few. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we can go <laughs> into the actual episode. We've had a, a long intro, I think. No, no, it's pretty pretty uh, typical of us, oh, you know. Okay, so, okay. You know, like I think that's why people thirty percent of it's gonna get edited anyways. Yeah, you I know? think like ten minutes of yeah. it's gonna get edited. Uh, so. Papi, I'm not gonna be in this one. Just <laughs> oh let you know. <laughs> All right. Anywho's uh, to our listeners, thank you for making it this far. Go ahead and sit back and relax, and we're gonna start our potluck. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start us off by talking about the Mars Vota and specifically their album called The Bedlam and Goliath. Are the oh. E-Girls going to finish us off, though? I I want to say I want to hear your uh, emotional attachment to it. I think it'll add a little bit more. Yeah, well, I'm not emotionally, emotionally attached to this album. I'm more attached to Deloused and the Comatorium. That's there what, it is. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, that's literally my favorite album. Mm, you of see, all she's time. all like, yeah. That's really? So, so okay, okay. So a little bit, little bit of a derail, but I, th- I think it'll still be uh, very contextual, right? Like it'll, it'll be still full of meaning. So that's your like, if you had a uh, car with a CD player and you had to choose one CD that was going to be stuck in there forever, mm-hmm. that's the album that you would choose. Yeah, that one. Okay, all right. Jesse, I don't think, what about you? I don't think in for like the out of all albums. Yeah, out of all albums. Oh, like of all time, that is your all time favorite. Yeah, because like the only other one that would be like a runner up would be Jimmy World or a oh, Tegan nice. and Sarah album. Nice, very nice. But that's it. Uh, you know, I gotta go with uh, Incubus's Morning View. Oh, that's a good. I one. can. Oh, I can. That you know. To I, I know there's that meme joke where it's like your music saved me. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that album had gotten me through so, so, so many, uh, which I I am now just realizing uh, possible, like, depression, you know, in in high school and stuff. Well, you know, it it runs in our family and stuff. But yeah, that that, that is the album, you know, like I I said, it got me through a lot. It was, it was, it's such a good album. Uh, I could name like a hundred of them, but that one was the one that... Uh, a lot of uh, pivotal moments in my life happened, you know, hmm. while I was listening to that one. I see. All right. While we're at it, Jesse, you want to share your uh, all-time favorite album <laughs> before we get started? Uh, at the age that I am right now, I would have to say I would have to choose if it was stuck in the car and it turned on every time I drove anywhere I was going. I'm going to say George Michael. 
No, oh, I mean okay. it's pretty. You're pretty <laughs> close. You're close in there. You're close, but it has to be an album, a consecutive album, like an album, a piece of yeah. work. Yeah, I'd have to say Gloria Stefan's "Let It Loose." Are you serious, or is this? No, I'm. I'm being <laughs> I have the vinyl over there. I bought okay. it. Okay, all right, like, all right. Well, wow. Okay. Any any reason why? I mean, it's just amazingly made. It's Gloria Stefan and the the Miami Heat. They uh they they bring it. They have anything from like dance hits to very depressing sad ones to amazing love stories like it's just nice okay an overall amazing and why are you laughing this she's a sorry she's like a, an amazing artist she uh put uh latin people on the map when yeah, yeah. they weren't doing it this is before selena this is before anybody yeah. else she was uh, uh essentially like sought after by a lot of people when she came out her music videos at the time were like men were like damn latinas are fucking hot okay all you know, right she just wow did it all and like learning new things about jesse <laughs> what i was like Gloria stefan's did it loose like you thought i was gonna say something like misfits uh mm-hmm. babylon ad or i thought i was morrissey I thought you were gonna say like the cure or something you yeah, know you would think that but if you had if i had to listen to nothing but see if i had uh morrissey or misfits and it was like a forever thing Think eventually I'd be like, you're goddamn getting on my nerves, Morrissey. Be happy for at least one of these songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to dance and not be sad. And Gloria Stefan gives me that. She gives me the, I can dance. I can uh, get drunk and be okay with this. And then maybe if I'm depressed, that song will come on. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, just it gives you, yeah. it's got range, baby, range. <laughs> Jesus okay Christ. well i'm sorry for getting into that you know i <laughs> yeah I, and, and i hope you guys out there that you know have never experienced gloria stefan you go like let Jump me go it, let yeah. me go listen to let it loose and then you're like it changed my life <laughs> get a little high and listen to deloused <laughs> it'll also change your life <laughs> you you don't have to get high with gloria stefan you can have a beer or you can just be sitting on the couch. Well, wow. I mean, y'all are deeper than I was because I was just like, man, put Morning View on and just have sex with your your uh, your special hey, person. They got they got that too and let it We're getting <laughs> way too okay. off track. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. All I'm right. sorry. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> We're getting back to back on track to the Bedlam Spooky and stuff. Goliath. Yes, yes please. Stuff. All righty. So, The Bedlam in Goliath was released on January 29th, 2008. It is the band's fourth studio album release. And the actual recording of the album took place in, like, 2006 and 2007. So, that was, like, the year I graduated high school. Um, Yeah, I was already graduated. (laughs) And so, uh, the two main people that you guys need to know about is Omar Rodriguez Lopez, who's our guitarist, and Cedric Bixler Zavala, who is the vocalist. Um, They met and grew up for some time in El Paso, Texas. Um, They're considered like a progressive rock band. Uh, They sing in Spanish and English. Um, They're very experimental and everything. So, if... You're into like 10 minute songs. This is for you. (laughs) (laughs) But all right. In 2006, Omar uh, Rodriguez Lopez traveled to Israel and visited Jerusalem. While there, he took field recordings in the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim quarters that would later be used for ambience type sounds in the band's album. While there, he met a street vendor in a type of flea market area that led him to a curio shop. 
in there uh they sold things like amulets jewelries candle holders like tourist type things but then he noticed that they also sold things that could be considered like blasphemous in certain parts of jerusalem (laughs) okay yeah i don't they don't really go into detail but i'm like oh okay um during this time while he's browsing he comes upon an antique spirit board okay wait 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 spirit board ouija board pretty much yeah okay okay so intrigued by its craftsmanship and the way it looked he purchased it as a gift for cedric bixler zavala when presented the gift the board was then named the soothsayer the board was said to have hebrew latin and aramaic engraved into it so bixler zavala hires two different translators for the board the first one upon seeing it he's like nah he returns it immediately and doesn't like like he gives them the money back and it's like nope don't want anything to do with this wow okay yeah. interesting and so the second one says that the passages on the board are written in like a sing-song tone and doesn't really go into depth about the meaning of the passages instead he cryptically tells them you'll figure it out in time eventually ooh okay well, yeah this isn't what I paid you for. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's, he's pretty good. If it would have been me, I'd be like, hey, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's like giving him that like, you'll find out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's at least giving him the, oh, shit. <laughs> so the band is on tour in 2006 with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You might have heard of them. <laughs> sorry, that was, was sorry, that was Kumia Kings. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Mars Volta opening up for the Cumbia Kings. <laughs> um, anywho's, so um, in another universe, that would have been a banger. Um, yeah. So, anywho's, uh, it becomes an after-show ritual for them to use the board uh, in their bus instead of partying it up. I, I I'm sh- very vaguely familiar with I'm hearing not, about this. I'm not familiar at all until <laughs> so, I, the board reveals itself to have three people attached to it ooh. that appear in the form of one being who they refer to as Goliath. The three beings were said to have been a woman, her daughter, and a man who were said to be involved in an ugly love triangle. So, over time, Goliath begins to make requests of the band. A bottle of rum here, some flowers there. But eventually, it leads up to asking to trade places. Oh, shit. With one of the people. Wow, very cool. No. Well, no, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's a very cool. uh, Well, uh, no, that's scary. Um, Of course, they refuse. But during this entire time, Bixler Zavala is actually using messages from the board in his lyrics that he's writing for this upcoming album. And, like, he's literally, like... He had a ghostwriter? Like, weaving it into, like, songs. So the more time the band spends using the board, the more strange coincidences, I'm using air quotes there, begin to happen. The timeline of events, though, is a bit hard to pin down, but I know for sure in the middle of the tour, their drummer quit. At some point, Bixler Zavala needed to get foot surgery and had to learn to rewalk. Their basis is diagnosed with a rare blood disease. And so I'm assuming the stuff that happened after the tour uh, is all this stuff 
because it's like during the recording process. Okay. It said that audio tracks that were recorded would disappear for no reason and would never be able to be recovered no matter how hard they tried. Rodriguez Lopez's home studio flooded and suffered multiple power outages. Uh, their instruments would malfunction along with other expensive recording equipment. And unfortunately, an innocent bystander in this whole thing was a sound engineer who had a nervous breakdown while trying to work on the album and quit. But he til- he did tell Rodriguez Lopez, I'm not going to help you make this record. You're trying to do something very bad with this record. You're trying to make me crazy and you're trying to make people crazy. It said that he actually took the tapes with him intending to destroy them and that they had to hire other people to supposedly break into his house to get them back. Uh, and, uh, maybe maybe I'm not understanding, but why? Um, this is like, I guess, when everything was still on tape, like it wasn't digital recording. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, so let me be a little more clear. Um, why would he need to hire somebody to break into the house to... He knew... That it would be not just given like up easily. Like, he was holding them hostage, yeah. I think. Like, he he wanted to destroy them. Oh. He's like, we're going to... Okay, okay, so that's where I was... I, I, I think maybe you rushed a little bit through oh, it. Okay. So you're saying one of the band members held the tapes. No, no. the sound engineer. Oh, he... Oh. Yeah, okay. it's like, if I was purposely using occult stuff in the podcast, and you're like, I'm not going to purposely put it out there for people to listen, and you took the, the recording, recording with yeah. you. And then I was like, well... I'm going to have to hire some guys to go over there with me. <laughs> okay. 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 I, I fo- I'm following. That. Okay. Um, so let me see. Oh, the, so it's, it's supposed uh, that they had to send somebody to get them. So another strange incident was when Rodriguez Lopez had hired a basement studio to record the album. And their studio, out of the eight that were there, flooded twice. And not any of the other studios. So that was like fucking weird and random yeah, like, as shit. Yeah, like very coincidental. Yeah. Like, huh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure exactly what event was the straw that broke the camel's back, but Rodriguez Lopez eventually decided enough was enough and took the soothsayer to an undisclosed location, broke it in half, and buried it wrapped in cloth. After that, he told the band they could no longer speak about the soothsayer because that is what was giving it power to continue to curse their production. Mm. Um, After this, it was decided that in order to combat some of this bad luck that was woven into the songs uh, already, that they would then add other songs and phrases to help combat and protect the band. And so it's like canceling it out, basically. But it apparently worked because after that... Like, the production went as normal, like, everything, like, they were able to complete the album because it was, uh, at points, they were, like, re- ready to, like, scrap the entire thing. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, um, but anyway, so... If they, you had the opportunity, would you listen to the raw audio? I think so, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Not knowing what the consequences could be. Um, well, it seemed to only affect, like, them, really. Oh, okay, very true, very she, true. She would, she would like the raw Audio. I swear to God, Jesse. What? I, I, you think you really would? <laughs> Anyways. I think they would tell you don't, and you'd be like, I need that raw audio. Anyways, the album released it, and it debuted at number three on the Billboard 200. Whoa, yeah. It was a good album. And that was the Bedlam and Goliath. Yeah, but it would have been better if it would have been raw and uncut. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I would recommend uh, our listeners to go and 
listen to the album in its entirety or just go give uh, the Mars Volta a listen. They're really good. Uh, <laughs> You're hawking your wares. Yes, like uh, come talk to me later about your experience listening to DeLoused <laughs> and Francis the Mute. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's like, inst- instead of uh, let's chat paranormal, she's going to be like, let's uh, chat uh, Mars Volta. Mars Volta. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's going to start asking me to come over to record that podcast for her. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> No, there actually is a, a Mars Volta podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, or, or well i was i was lis- i listened to a couple of youtube videos on this subject and one of them was called like the mars volta podcast i don't i don't think it's official obviously but there was a, a couple of videos of this that i listened to mm. yeah, yeah it's pretty good yeah my sister is gonna be you coming out of that hole little boy oh my you, god you record this mars volta podcast for me anyways i will beat you all kinds of Anyways, all right. Who's up next? <laughs> I am up next. And I'm going to say that I was inspired by our last episode. Okay. Uh, because I went, I'm going to bring three short personal accounts. Oh, okay. From Park Rangers. Ooh, okay. Creepy Park Ranger experiences. What was our last episode? National Parks. <laughs> 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 if it was the twitter horror thread or what this is, this is why i'm saying my sister throws empty beer cans at us yeah, at the bottom no. of the hole <laughs> so, to do the work is... all right so my turn. turn and like i said i was inspired by our last episode that my sister doesn't even remember anyway. to do some uh she's awesome hayek <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a whole episode on Salma Hayek. That's it. We're we're doing a pop culture podcast next, and we <laughs> are going to do one episode on Salma Hayek. Then then we're never going to do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so back to my thing, right? So I decided to do park ranger stories. Okay. And I have some personal accounts of park rangers and the strange things that they have encountered out there, right? Okay. These are personal accounts. So they're told in this in this uh, story like telling, okay? Okay. Okay. So ready for the first one? Yes. All right. So I once led a trip to the top of Mount Sterling in North Carolina. It's a tough climb to get to the top and about six miles from the nearest road. I was leading a group of eight middle school kids and had one co-instructor. We were camping out on top of the mountain and it was a beautiful night with a full moon. The kids and the other co-instructor went to bed in their tents. I chose to spend the night in a hammock that night. I was really into a book I was reading, so I stayed up and read until about 10.30 p.m. I turned my headlamp off to settle in for the night. Everything around me was rather bright from the moon and from the position I was in. I could see down the trail we had hiked to get to the top. I laid there enjoying the scenery and noticed something moving on the trail. Bears are common in the area, so I perked up. As it got closer, I could tell it was a person. We were in the middle of nowhere, and there was someone hiking up the trail with no headlamp or any gear. Oh, I hate that. And he's in a fucking hammock. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, wait, wait until we get to the next part. I was just frozen, watching this person move closer and closer to our camp. They arrived at the top of the mountain where we were and just stopped. I watched as what appeared to be a man 
surveyed our camp, I really couldn't only see the outline of him. He stood there for what seemed like 30 minutes, but may have been 10. He then turned and sat down under a tree facing our camp. He was sitting up in a way that I knew he wasn't trying to fall asleep. He just sat there staring at our camp. I had no idea what to do. I decided to wait it out. I waited, just staring at the man while he stared at my camp. This went on until 3.30 a.m. Then he stood up, took a moment to survey my camp a few minutes longer, and then went back down the trail he came up on. I, to this day, have no idea what that was all about, but it freaked me out. I was paranoid that we were being followed for the rest of the trip. I would be too. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) This coming from a very paranoid person right now who thought a off machine was going to explode. Well, not explode, but like start a fire. (laughs) So explode. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to somehow catch on fire just randomly explode (laughs) i'm a very paranoid person (laughs) oh god she's just very careful not to use the word explode because i'm not expecting an explosion i'm expecting a combustion oh so when stuff explodes (laughs) oh my god Anyways, continue. Oh I'm my sorry. god! Yeah, I am just gonna go on to the next one. <laughs> <Please> okay, <do. laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay, okay. There was a group of teens that hadn't been heard from after their scheduled return time from a camping trip. A coworker and I headed out in the general direction the teens had set off in. We'd been hiking for most of the day and seen nothing. We were about 35 kilometers into the woods at this point when we start noticing odd things. Sticks carved like spears stuck in the ground. Weird carvings in the trees. A child stuffed animal hanging from a noose up in a tree. This place was nowhere near any roads. It wasn't on the regular trails people would go on in the area. The really eerie thing was that everything was freshly carved. Somebody had been there within a couple of hours of us and made these things. Mind you, we're still looking for these teens. We kept on hiking and eventually made camp for the night, still kind of on edge from what we had seen earlier, but we settle down anyways and go to sleep. We get up with the sunrise, hoping to cover more ground before it gets too hot. We pack up the gear and get ready to go when I notice a bit of shirt that had caught on a small tree and ripped along with some of the shoe print with some shoe prints. We were thinking, great, maybe we're close by to the teens. When a radio call comes through, the teens had just been found 20 kilometers east of us. Oh, fuck. And they're calling everybody back. All those weird things we had seen from the day before came flooding back into my mind, and we wasted no time hiking off those woods. Ooh, don't like that. <laughs> but you know what? It it made me think of something that it has never crossed my mind. Like for some reason, I thought like 
when they do like searches like that they wouldn't like spend the night out in the woods oh are you serious yeah like i thought that they like you know gotta go home gotta clock no, out so, <laughs> um, they work on shifts and like so they go out with so some of these places they're not even able to get vehicles through mm-hmm. so it's on foot yeah yeah so it never <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that i think is like very that people don't take into account how dangerous it is out there because out of the national parks there are only like five percent of it is recreational the rest is yeah, like yeah. no man's land yeah it, well it's like wildland or yeah. Uh, wilderness yeah no man's uh, land, like, wilderness. land. Yeah. yeah so very cool all right so i got one more for you and this one i, I wanted to cover another one because it, it kind of led into my uh creepy update that i did on the last episode where i was fearful of a uh basically a a far superior being chasing me down mm-hmm. right so this this one uh park ranger actually talks about being stalked by a cougar for a day and a half i've been stalked by a cougar before yeah and he yeah he says that you know this thing was just kind of circling him as he was hiking and stuff yeah h-e-b man it's terrible but god damn it anyway very aggressive you know, they they take what they want sometimes. I can't oh, do a I... mean stare at you because there's something in my eye. <laughs> She's like, I can't give you the Latina stare yet. <laughs> it's those giant eyelashes. I don't even have eyelashes on. You think my eyelashes are giant without it? <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Immediate. Immediate. Oh, my God. Is... She even did the voice, too. <laughs> She's like, yes. Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, my okay. son yanking on them is working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got one more for you. Okay. All right. Wildland firefighter with the Forest Service. Not my story, but from an old supervisor of mine that I believe completely. Setting is 2004 or so. Hell's Canyon area of Middle Idaho. His crew had been working all day on an emergency, uh, emerging incident and were going to be working through the night as well. Being the assistant superintendent of the crew, second in charge effectively, he was out ahead scouting on an ATV or some such. He was working his way down a logging road that clearly had not been used in some time when a bobcat or lynx, it's been a few years since I heard it, appears in the middle of the road but doesn't run away as they usually would. Things stands there for a good 10 seconds screams at him and scampers up a tree not five feet off the road he finds this odd but not particularly unsettling just a half mile or so down the road he finds a small cabin also odd as this is federal land and no private structure should be there upon investigating all the windows had been boarded shut tight and someone had done a good job of doing so the door now had been punched out and secured to a hole drilled into the log frame by a chain. Someone did not want anything getting in or out. Peering through the hole in the door, he could see that everything in the house is upset. This has him kind of unsettled, so he hops on his ATV and heads back up the road. Well, here's where it gets real interesting. Right where the bobcat had been, there's standing a Native American woman in a badly tattered nightgown and barefoot, just standing there. He yells at her, 
asking if she needs help. She just screamed at him. The same scream as the cat from before. Turns around and climbs right up the tree faster than any human has a right to be climbing. Obviously, he nopes out of there as fast as he can, unsure of who or what he just saw. He asks a local guy about the cabin. After asking around a little, a local Native American hears them talking and informs them that they saw a pumawa. And basically, it is a uh, skin changer. Oh. And he actually goes into saying uh, a different form that I've never heard, right? So skin changer, skinwalker, or another word, a warg. Is I've what... heard of that. Yeah, so I've never heard of that before. I think they use that term in Game of Thrones. Really? I okay. think so. When Bran, like, wargs into the, like, anything else, really. I'm going to Google okay. it real quick. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not done. Okay. So uh, now would not believe most people that tried to tell me that. But this was a serious man that did not fuck around about many things. He was dead serious the two times I've heard him tell it. And I 100% believe he saw what he saw. For sure. All right. So what do you what do you think of my couple? That, those are good. I uh, like it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first one with the canopy, though, is the one that fucks me up. So definitely not about it. <laughs> like... Like, just the thought of, like, somebody just appearing in the dark and, like, just, like, silent and knowing <laughs> in the dark and, like, the other people not. that What is that movie we were watching um, that with the Lady Gerald's Game? There's a part where, like, there's, like, an older man, like, in the corner and he's just smiling. And I was like, no, no, I don't like that. <laughs> that, is, that is the moon man. Oh, it's a moon man? Well, that's what she calls it. Oh, okay. It, you know. Well, I don't like the moon man. He scared the fuck out of me. Anyways. <laughs> and yeah, uh, warging in Game of Thrones is like when they can... It, it's actually a type of person that can, you know, transfer their consciousness to something oh, else. Oh, kind of like a witch? Uh, yeah, I'm going to warg all over you. Oh, damn. <laughs> just going to smack you. Just going to edit that out too. <sighs> Anyways. Wow. That's when you would have gone, I'm going to warg and edit on that. <laughs> no? Anyways. All right. Oh, shit. All right, Jesus. You are up next. All right. I'm going to get myself another drink because uh, I warged a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even using it in the right context. <laughs> well, I use it in the wrong. Just go get your drink. I wish... E-girls would warg on me. Alright, guys. Well, um, it's going to be a little bit of a change of plans. What I was uh, already kind of going to cover. So, I did a little bit of a double switch up. I initially wanted to start with the Count of St. Germain. <laughs> kind of like finish off on where we had left off on our last podcast. And then I said, you know what? Let's go with uh, uh, Mexican uh, horror cryptid stories. And I jumped into it. I was ready. I had everything written down. My crayons were on point. Everything was ready to go. <laughs> My crayons were sharpened. Yeah, everything was, was good to go. Just a few days later, uh, a old friend of mine from uh, Laredo that I had gone to school with, and you know we were pretty close, 
added me on social media. And I had posted some stuff about, you know, the podcast or whatever. And apparently this person was like, let me go see what this is about. And in listening, this person was like, oh, you know, this is, you know, apparently we had a very big incident <laughs> that happened that was uh, 100% my fault <laughs> with the paranormal. <laughs> um, and she uh, sent me a pretty lengthy uh, paragraph of everything. That's, yeah, <laughs> pretty much of the whole incident and everything. Uh, which I followed up with some questions, some stuff that I don't remember. Uh, you know, it's very long ago. And then uh, before I jump into it, I kind of want to throw a little uh, monologue in there before we go in there. Of uh, you know, when you're a little bit younger, you tend to dabble with everything. Everything seems very trivial. Uh, you uh, just take everything for granted, and you think you have control of everything around you. Which is not true. <laughs> and uh, you don't, in your personal ambitions, you don't take into consideration how it affects other people. Um, being that said, um, we're going to dive into a part uh, that's kind of been behind me for so long. And it's going to be told by not my perspective. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be not very familiar with this. I had to actually write it down, edit a little bit of it out, you know, because uh, she wants to remain anonymous and whatnot. So uh, I'm going to get started with it. Uh, as a retail between me and her, we can both safely say that this was somewhere around 1999 to about 2000, maybe 2001. It was summer, we were out of school, it was Laredo, and uh, she lived in the Mexican part of Laredo, and we would always, around that time, find the nearest house where we could party, where, you know, parents were gone, It'd be a little bit of smoking cigarettes, consuming alcohol, jamming out to punk and, you know, rock metal bands, the typical stuff, you know, teen angst. <laughs> <laughs> So this happened on a Saturday. We can both agree with that. Like I said, there were drinks. Everybody was hanging out. It was a different time. Uh, we didn't have the commodities that people have today with cool stuff or stuff to do. So needless to say, things got boring pretty quickly. <laughs> Everybody's trying to find out what to do, what to travel, where to go, what nuisance to be around the town. Uh, leaving was something that was brought up but ultimately everybody decided that there was too many of us and only one vehicle was available as in her train of thought she recalls hey i remember this weird kid who's always into the occult always reading the books always going into these occult shops let's see if he can think of something fun for us to do usual cliche things are brought up like you know the ouija board uh dowsing stuff which we had nothing of because we were partying we were kids you know our parents wouldn't allow us to do this stuff she came from a korean household and it was very strict so none of these things were available and then <laughs> all of us were just freeloading off of that place so i said is there anything you can do i don't recall exactly what it is i did but she says that i gathered normal household items made everybody gather in a circle 
hold hands and basically took blood from everybody. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Learning more about Jesse. <laughs> and gathered everybody around, said some mumble jumble. <laughs> that's to, that's <laughs> verbatim. And then every she said she was really she thought it was really comical because I seemed really serious about what I was doing. Okay, okay. And proceeded with the ritual. And did it. And everybody started to laugh because nothing happened. I said, wait. I go, there has to be an interaction. So, CDs were really big back then. And what we were currently playing was, as you would have guessed, a Misfit CD. (laughs) (laughs) So, I told them, put the music on, something's going to happen. And as soon as they put the Misfit CD, if you remember the back then, you can hear the where it's loading up and the ding where it starts off and then it gives you the little okay press the play button because the tracks are there yeah yeah and as soon as the track started playing Mexican music started coming out of it I wait so we had just been listening to this album it was in there we stopped it when apparently I was doing this ritual but now corridos were playing <laughs> towards where everybody looked at it Typical teenagers were like, ah, like what? Who switched it out? Stop it! Pop it open. Misfits Babylon there. Boom! Everybody saws it. They, they turned it around. They look at it. Put it back in. Same routine. Push it to play. Same thing. Corrido start playing. Everybody, of course, not thinking anything of it, laughed it off. We all started jamming to it. Quickly, she says that she started to see the ambience in the room change. A strong smell of sewage came over everything. Ooh, okay. But it's not that uncommon in Mexico. Okay. So when everybody was like, oh shit, something must have busted somewhere. But it was strong, she says. Like if it was coming from inside the house. As she thought everything went back to normal, they dismissed it until things started to get a little bit more crazy in the party. Uh, People started to say they kept hearing people calling that they were coming in, that they were coming in through the, because it was kind of like a gated little vecindad, like a colonia. So they kept hearing the steel doors kind of like jam where someone opens them and shuts them real quick. Okay. Um... Our drinks would go from being super cold to super hot. Um, the cigarette packs would disappear. Just a bunch of like weird little incidents that you couldn't really pinpoint them on something paranormal other than other kids acting dumb. The, nor- the night kind of phased out. Everybody had to go home. And she says, you left. But what you had done didn't leave with you (laughs) as time passed by I started to notice that these noises voices shadows they weren't going away they were just getting gradually worse I remember times where I would be in the restroom and the smell of sewage would come in and the light would turn off as I was showering and turn back on oh shit I recall the place where you would like to sit 
and smoke cigarettes when no one was around would get stuff thrown at it like trash uh, uh, cans that they had would end up in that area oh no I thought that was you yeah I heard like some type of static over there yeah I was like, I thought that was you um, she said over time we just kept writing it off me and my mom <laughs> would experience more and more of this stuff and her being the only other person that ever met you she was like oh okay that weird kid so <laughs> um as i tried to reach out to you to see if maybe you could make this stop when i went to your house you were gone which was more eerie enough because all of a sudden you guys just left one day and we did. We had moved around 2002 to San Antonio. But I didn't say anything to anybody. None of my friends. I just, when we left, we left. And that was it. Right. Which is a big surprise to her. Um, she recalls a couple of times of stuff touching her, grabbing her, um, her mom, uh, having her hair braided. Not like completely, but enough towards where like a person that's braiding hair starts. And it's not... Like, it's, it's like a beginning part of it. And she would tell her, like, her daughter, like, hey, why did you start braiding my hair and then just didn't finish the braid? Yeah, stuff like that. She said, um, it really got to the peak of craziness around 2008, which I figured something had to have happened to you or something was going on. Because in that year, 2008, sometime around 10 p.m., it reached its cusp at this house. Me and my mom were left alone as my dad had gone to work. <coughs> and as we're all there relaxing, every single door in the house shut. We tried to explain it away as a draft, but we were both visibly scared. We kept along our normal duties. It's only until every single light in this house started flickering on and off. Which again, we tried to explain it off as there's something wrong with the power grid. As it was summer again, and it was hot. It's not until that smell of sewage came all over the house. My mom tried to put bleach in every single drain, but to no prevail. I knew what it was. It was that thing that you had brought into the house when we were trying to have fun. We all kind of got into one room and started to talk about family stories, kind of take our mind off of it. We did have one small household pet, a dog. As we were both in bed, giggling about stories we were telling each other, all of a sudden we heard something attack our dog. We could hear it hurting, but me and my mom knew something was already wrong, so we rushed into the restroom and closed the door behind us. We didn't know what to do. We pondered about calling the cops a couple of times, but what would we tell them? A ghost is in our house. Can you please come help us? I know it had only been a couple of minutes, but it felt like hours to me. 
I just kept flashing back to the party and you doing what you did and everybody laughing because you told us that we had to take everything serious. If not, it wouldn't work the right way. <sighs> Me and my mom kind of held each other. And then I remembered you drunkenly stumbling around and telling a story about how one time you summoned something that almost kicked your ass. And you started praying and cursing at it. And it left you alone. And I could see the arrogant smile on your face. That made me very upset with you. So I told my mom, let's pray and cuss at this thing. See if that works. Sure enough, we started praying and cussing at it, telling us to leave. It didn't work. <coughs> I felt like you had lied to me. We could visibly see a shadow walking around the door. Like if there was an actual person in front of the door. Me and my mom just held each other and kind of cried. It was very terrifying. I didn't know what to think after that. As soon as the shadow subsided as if it had walked into another part of the house, me and my mom kind of looked at each other and I thought of my dog and how I was abandoning it because I could hear it out there whimpering and wa like walking, literally like prancing around out there. So I gathered the courage to open up the door to see if it could come in. And sure enough, as soon as I cracked the door open, the dog immediately ran into us. We could visibly see it was hurt. There was no blood drawn, but its fur was like matted and wet, like something had had it in its mouth. All I know is that a little bit shortly after 2.30, when my dad said that he couldn't get a hold of anybody at the phone, which we never heard wrong, decided to take a lunch and come by and see us. To his dismay, when he walked into the house, everything was thrown around as if someone had ransacked it. He finally got us in the, in the bedroom, bathroom, where we would lock each other, locked ourselves in and took us out and asked us what had happened. We told him that it was probably a burglar that came in and we were too scared and ran in. At the time, my mom was the only one that knew that I would hang out with guys because of my dad being stripped. So, he kind of believed it, called the cops. But as my mom and me were cleaning up the area, we went back to the spot, the spot where you would smoke your cigarettes. And every single knife that we owned from that house was stabbed into that area that day. I can say that I really hated you for a long time and even more that day because I didn't know where you had gone and you couldn't give me any answers. But as I got older and time passed, I actually got kind of scared for you and all the things that you would talk about and everything that you would uh, say happened. So after that, I just figured, I wonder what kind of shit he's made worse more throughout the time. <laughs> Not to sound negative. But I'm glad I, I, I got a chance to hear from you and listen to your podcast and how awesome it sounds. <laughs> I'm glad you're alive and well. And now I can tell all my friends and my family that this is actually a real person and this actually really happened. <laughs> and now me and my mom love to hate to listen to your podcast. <laughs> Sincerely, 
anonymous person you scared the shit out of. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, so again, I am very sorry for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, dang. All right. Wow. Where's that entity with this ugly little thing around here? What are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, your dog. What so about I'm... my dog? She's beautiful. <laughs> oh, God. This is very subjective. <laughs> she was raised from one of the lower pits of hell. <laughs> Leave her alone. I don't even think she's 100% like dog breed. <laughs> Leave her alone. Oh, that was a really good story. I liked it. Uh, so apparently there's something trying to stab you. That's cool. <laughs> Anywho's. Uh, uh, she also told me that the house actually, um, it doesn't stand anymore. It's actually demolished to Ooh. make for other apartment complexes. So would that entity that was there before, would it uh, still be hanging out in those apartments? I, I don't know. I, I Damn. Don't. Some other per- poor person is going to I know. They're all like, encounter. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no shit. So I, why are all it. my knives in this corner? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I do not recall. No. I have a very vague account of this, and it is nothing like this. <laughs> it is like nowhere near this. Okay. It, it was a lot more alcohol blurred um i don't know wait don't answer it's a trap <laughs> i was like i don't it's a trap i don't know because i'm like the just the fact that we screamed i was like uh i was like i remember this clearly very different i just i felt like i was like ta-da and i was like okay i'm going home everybody <laughs> like sal with his magic trick yeah <laughs> i was just like ta-da there, this you guys this is what you guys wanted right okay. it all makes sense now mm-hmm mm-hmm all right. Well, that was really good. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Anonymous, for sending that in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you uh, also want to share your story, don't forget to send it to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. Um, all right. Well, I think that can wrap up the episode for now. Um, yeah. Is there anything we want to share real quick or not? Uh, share the location that those e-girls were at. Oh. Send the coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a pin, please. Oh my god. The, the field will not be ripe until next season. <laughs> Alright, guys. Thank you again for listening in. Uh, don't they almost got me. I want them to get me. Alright, guys. We love you. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye bye. Now listen for a minute and the birth of jazz you hear and where there is a little jazz you always find me near for I'm a jazz vampire shake a foot, shake a foot, shake a foot with me and dance